<laughs> My sister is very talented in piano, but uh, not the best in timing. Are you guys secretly <laughs> Mickey and Kozaway? I'm glad that somebody was thinking it and that wasn't me. <laughs> Maybe? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. a revolutionary girl utena podcast i'm panda i'm your host and i'm here by myself doing this intro this is part two of our fanfic episode with yasha from empty movement and sen from the empty movement discord this time we talk about jockamart by alan harnam and i didn't read it so it's mostly everyone else talking about it and me reacting hope you enjoy <laughs> Sen, you want to uh, give me specifically and only me and not the listeners some background into what exactly Jacquemart is? Or not background, but, you know, some insight into what Jacquemart is. Um, yes. So, um, it's basically a post, post-series. post you know, you know that much, don't you? Yes. Post-series. Um, you know... So basically, um, they meet up, they don't have them, because a lot of fics, they have like the extended Anthea searching for Utena for like years and years. They don't do that, so that's a relief. So they meet up. Is it in the hospital? No, that's, uh, that's Archimage, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they basically meet up. And they, um, they decide to be roommates. And I believe them... Because in a lot of other fics, we assume that Utena is from a rich background, don't we? We assume that she's, like, one of the upper class. Okay. But, um, in this one, it's, it's a bit different, because basically they're, they're, they're renting, a, they're renting like an apartment, and they're... Um, I think, I believe Auntie is a horticulturist. Horticulturist, is that what they're called? Uh, uh, yeah, does, yeah. It, was, it, it was like she works in that, but she doesn't have a degree in it or something. That was yes. kind of a plot point. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, um, and like they're basically struggling to like financially, they're struggling, um, uh, well, like they also they have, they also have this thing where Amphi and Utena, they, they don't, they haven't quite confessed to each other. But yeah, I like see in your of, notes that yeah. uh, Utena X Anthe yeah. is not established yet in uh, in Jackamart. And and he is he does go for that, but like they still think of each other as quote unquote friends, gal pals, what have you. <laughs> gal pals. Okay, <laughs> l- let me insert a little bit um, fanfic history. This is going to go on through the entire thing. I'm sorry. Um, no worries. Back when this was written, Utena and Anthony were not considered a romantic relationship. Uh, yeah. You're like one of those uh, 
you ever watch one of those like tv movies that has like the little pop-ups that give yeah. like little details that's what you're gonna be uh, for this episode. Did, did you guys ever watch much music because they had pop-up video on there no mm-hmm. no oh pop-up video was a thing um apparently much music was like better than mtv and so a bunch of people in the states used to watch it so i just figured it was worth a shot but yeah no they used to play music videos and they would have these little pop-ups with like little factoids yeah that's me <laughs> that, is, that is me and the factoid here yes is that at the time this was written utina and anthea in a romantic relationship was not a thing yeah but they do go for it in the end kind of i don't know like it's it's very vague it's yeah, open-ended. it would have yes. been. It would have been because, like, on the one hand, you're kind of like as a writer, you're trying to play to your audience. On the other hand, you have an idea of where it's going to go. Like, I can see him kind of wanting to establish that and to make that a thing, but also realizing that the environment that he was in was not really friendly to that. Oh. Mm. But they make a point of it, so they... Yeah. So, like, they both have hidden feelings or something. Yeah. Something but, of that caliber. But just, again, like, it's not it's not that the environment was necessarily hostile to it, but the reaction would have been, like, one of kind of confusion, which is really fucking mm. odd. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, like, we've all watched the series, and, uh... Definitely romance is on the plate there. Definitely a hundred percent, if not a complete fact. Like I leave room for interpretations that are different, definitely. But in the end, yeah, Utuna and Anthe in a romantic relationship is is pretty much what's being foreshadowed there, if not definitely established. Yeah, I yeah. I believe I've said before that I find uh reading or attempting to read the relationship between Utsuna and Anthe as not romantic at all. Not necessarily just not interpreting it as romantic, but kind of like saying that that's not there is sort of a disingenuous read of the series. Like, even if you don't take it that way, like, it's there. Even if it's not, like, explicit canon. I'm going to beg to differ just on the behalf of um, people who don't necessarily read sexuality or or romance into it at all. No, I just meant like there's evidence, not that it's like that's like the... What what I'm saying is that there are people who will try to say that like, no, like there's nothing to support this when... No, no, there is. Like, saying that there's there isn't is a disingenuous read of what's yeah. happening on screen. You can't say that that's not there, but that was that was the environment that it was yeah. back then. Yeah. was just kind of like, again, just eliding right over anything that didn't fit into the anime box. And that was one of those things. So that read mm. was just kind of elided right over for most of the fandom when he wrote this that's so like i didn't actually realize that and so that's just so fascinating that that was the state of things yeah it really is and like god you should have seen the backlash when feminism first got mentioned as a part of utina (laughs) i'm 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 sorry what 
People I, were oh, mad. People were mad when that happened. Oh boy. I know. It's uh it was a different time. <laughs> but back to the premise of uh Yeah, back Jacomari. to the premise. So um, basically uh Utina's looking for jobs. She's she's having a lot of trouble like staying on one job. And uh, did it say anything about why? Uh, that's not relevant. So um, um I think she just kept on getting like um pissed off at fight, her jobs. Fight. And yeah, like, mad at circumstances or her boss or whatever, which is very Utsuna. I can yeah, I can imagine yes. And then Utsuna and Afi they wake up to um, it's like a broadcast. What's that broadcast? Like a news, and they find out that at the um, at the academy. So back at Otoro Academy, there's been a murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we find out that this this is um, the murder is against an OC of him. Of his, so we'll go back to the OCs later. But I have a bit of a bit of um problem with how he handles OCs. <laughs> <laughs> but and then we find out that the murderer is Suibuki later in the story. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. and then at the, at this point, Utena is just like, "Wow, I need to kill Akio." <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wasn't okay. Okay, there, I think I think you kind of missed over a specific trigger here for why oh, yeah. um because Anthe hides this from her remember Anthe finds the news article first and like burns the newspaper so that she doesn't find it and tries to make sure that she doesn't get the newspaper that has that article in it oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah I remember now and that's why they split up I'm sorry, I got ahead of you, but but they do. No, no that's fine. Out. I read this like a year ago, so my memory isn't like crisp and clear, but I do remember some okay. things. Mm. Yeah, I know that um, there was some distrust introduced there because of the fact that Anthe hid the murder from Utena, knowing that Utena was going to have a shitty reaction and go running off to be a shitty prince and all of that kind of shit. And I can buy Anthe being very avoidant, very um. To the point where, hmm. So yeah, she's yeah. basically like she's like. I just read the part of this, most of the well, not most of it, about half of it, and then quit. Um, a couple of days ago here, a few days ago, so it's a little fresher in my memory. Um, but Anthe was extremely avoidant to the point where like she didn't want to mention Otori at all. Like, she didn't want to hear about it. She didn't want to talk about it. She didn't want to... Anything. Nothing. Mm. Which, I can I can buy that. I can yes. definitely buy it's, that. It seems like a reaction to trauma and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, once, basically... they, once they find that article, though, everything just goes to shit. Because... Yes. Uh, because Utena doesn't trust her anymore. And... Uh, Anthe is still trying to basically do the ostrich thing and jam her head into the sand. Yes. Which is, which I think is interesting. I give him I that, can, yes. Again, I, I I can still buy that. Like, yeah. it's a little more cowardly than I think Anthe would be, though. But that's my, that's my personal opinion of her. Yeah, but you like to give characters their dignity. 
Yeah. And he, that's why you wouldn't, you wouldn't like Archimage Togre at all. He has no dignity. <laughs> yeah. We'll get no, to that later. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far. I actually read a little more while I had a smoke break there. Um, I have opinions on that story, but again, I did not finish it, and um, these are not the kind of fix I enjoy. Hmm. So, but, yes. Well, I was just uh, just thinking, like, okay, so from from plot point, Utena and Anthe not trusting each other, or Utena not trusting Anthe because Anthe hid something from her, then. Yes where what was it where do they go from there oh they they kind of like, like um they kind of make, make it their memories Ujin's memories come back don't they yeah 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 and then she tries to do it to the other duelists yeah it's like they met, they met um i believe it's met Sanji for a job like funny that mm. it's not being mm -hmm. on the um yeah we're like, in, like an antique store or something yeah yeah, yeah. with walkabout with walkabout of all people I'll, I'll i'll say something about that later but so basically yeah. she, she she originally um she originally wanted to get a job at Sionji store. She didn't realize it was Sionji. It's kind of awkward, but at the end of the day, Sionji kind of made kind of became like a cool guy. He's less um angry, less low tempered. They make then, they, they make specific mention of the fact that Sionji is on meds now and that's why he's not as mean. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. And they also they also allude to his abuse of Wakaba, which is uh I don't know. Kind of Yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah, that in your notes. Yeah. I don't uh, like that. We'll finish this, yeah, we'll finish the synopsis a bit now, but basically Utna and Anthe go around like giving back the memories to Juri, Miki, Sayonji, Toga. Nanami, well, I mean, Utena does Shiori. that. Utena does all of that. Whereas Anthe no. kind of gives the memories back to Sionji and Wakaba and then fucks off to Magical Unicorn Land or something. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. <laughs> and then we have this like very awkward um, sexual tension between Wak I mean, Anthe and Sionji, and it's just like, oh. Uh -huh. So you, you love. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that later. Bas basically, they're both in their own kind of journey. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then they Anthe's, go... Anthe's journey is much more the the um, Parvati, Durga, Kali, Diana, Hecate <laughs> kind of journey. Um, that's one thing that I really noticed about the story is that uh, he really wants to hammer at home. She just fucks off from the entire main plot, actually, and goes and does things that could be more way more interesting than what's going on in the main plot, but we almost never see any of it. So it's like that, um, like, uh, uh, Panda, Alice, you'll probably recognize this, Sen, I don't think you will, but you remember that one episode where, um, uh, the one episode of Buffy where it's, it's following Xander around while he's, like, bumbling around and all the rest of the people are, like, fucking yeah. fighting major evil. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it, to me, it really feels like that. Because yeah. Anthe's going off and doing all of these, like, amazing things, and we just get, like, glimpses of it from time to time, whereas all of this, like, normal, totally banal stuff is kind of going... Well, not totally banal, but it, it just all of this relatively normal stuff is going on on Utena's end. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I stopped reading before Anthe ever joined the main plot. 
um, because I read the Toga stuff, and then I was like, nope, I'm done. And but yeah. because you don't really know what Anthea is doing, you don't really understand how she's contributing to the plot, really. I get the impression. Yeah, no. I, I have no yeah. fucking clue how that ends up or what Ties it does. I, yeah. I got as far as the magical thing inside the mountain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, which, I guess, should be explained. Um, uh, so, Anthea gets tortured. A bunch. Uh, oh, okay. that was a weird scene. I love Yay. it when Anthe gets tortured. Yeah. Um. Apparently, there's like, there's a bunch of um. Uh, like, references to past lives and past like editions of the dueling game, like the Cuba 1954 edition or the uh, French Cabaret 1942 edition or or like just things like that and so um you're you're given the idea that anthe has been doing this all along in different settings in different places in different times that she and akio have been doing this and from one of the more recent ones one of her failed princes comes back and he has this idea that she's a witch so he has to kill her um yeah and so there's this whole big thing where he's trying to get the name of her apprentice, which he assumes to be Utena, and her familiar. He wants to know where Chuchu is, which is the dumbest reason to torture anybody ever. I'm going to torture you to find out where Chuchu is. I mean, just leave out, like, a tin of biscuits, man. Like, he'll come to you. <laughs> I know, right? I know. But, like, I mean, Anthe has sent Chuchu off with Utena at that point because Utena's too mad at her. So um, she's like, well, she won't want me along. So I'll send Chuchu and he can take care of her for me. Um, yeah. Um, but then, like I said, she gets captured by one of her previous failed princes who has been tricked into believing that she is a witch. And he ends up torturing her and all of this stuff. And a bunch of people die. And Anthe At the bidding like, of Akio. goddesses yeah. out. Anthe like yeah. <laughs> like Anthe like hulks out in a metaphysical sense and <laughs> destroys a bunch of things. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Why? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just thinking about Hulk. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Hulk Anthe right now. <laughs> Manthy. Oh no. Oh my gosh, is out. It's the return of Manthy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a metaphysical man thing it's not a physical man thing which i think we're all glad for she fucks up everything with blood magic <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, but yeah so so she metaphysically hulks out she metaphysically manthes and a lot of people end up dying and some people end up dying because Akio, and some people end up dying because Anthe, and it's just kind of, phew, all right. We are we are out of this and back into this plot where Sionji and Wakaba, and there's some abuse, and, and Sionji ends up falling on his knees and calling Anthe mother at one point, and that's really fucked up, and I don't like don't that. Don't like fun. that. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, Zero out of ten. 
and uh what and then they go on the the road trip to the magical mountain and uh obtain magical artifacts in the magical unicorn land mountain thing um and then get a sweet ass ride and then ride right out of the story as far as i'm concerned because i never saw him again <laughs> <laughs> she comes back she comes back but well, like yeah i'm never... assuming she does <laughs> She doesn't really meet Utsuna just yet, because no. it's like it's incomplete at this point. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, what Utsuna is doing, um, is she went to um. They went to Sanji and Wakaba first. Yeah. Then she yeah, went to um. Yeah, they, they knew where he was. Yeah. So. Um. So she she, she didn't restore his memories though. Yeah. Auntie that was Anthe that did that. Um, yes. But uh, she like, oh yeah, she went to his house after she had a fight. After had the fight with Anthe. Hmm. She went to his house because I don't know. Uh, because Utina apparently has no friends other than Sanji, and <laughs> I don't. <laughs> And she just like literally met him the day before, kind of thing. <laughs> so like, um, I don't know. Look, she's excited. She probably has a friend, okay? <laughs> and there's like um, um there was this like guy, like this guy and like a sword. He came out of nowhere while Utena and Anthe were visiting Sanji and Wakaba, right? Uh, Utena only because had, like... she had the fight with Anthe. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so Anthe wasn't there. So okay. like, dude with his sword popped in through the window or whatever and started trying to kill everybody, and he hit Wakaba. <laughs> oh, sorry, and, and then he like popped out of the window because Uchin shoved him or something, and uh, then he also disappeared from the story, never to return because I didn't read far enough to. They <laughs> <laughs> find out that that guy is actually Mikage. Oh, do they? Oh, that, yeah, that makes not... sense. What do they yeah, call him? The Knight of Pentacles. The Knight of Pentacles. Yeah. yeah, 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 something like that, yeah. So, like, calling back to that whole uh, kind of Wiccan, pseudo-pagan imagery there. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. But, yeah, Did then... Did you see then... Anthe... Hmm? Sorry? Sorry, keep going. Oh, is... I was just going to continue, but you were asking a question. Did you see the Anthe and um, Sanji slap scene? <laughs> like, yeah, where she slaps him back. Oh fuck yeah! She, she Let's to, go. And they mentioned they mentioned her like nails clawing into like Sanji's cheeks. Fuck yeah. yes! God, that was worth that was worth it. That was so worth it. I might it's have to read point. this actually. Uh, well, as emotionally satisfying as the description is, to be honest, I didn't find. I kind of like skimmed over that part because it wasn't i don't know okay that was just before he like fell on his knees and ended up calling her mother that was the first time she manthied out <laughs> what <I'm> it was <laughs> oh you're just loving this turn of phrase aren't you <laughs> i'm because you laugh <laughs> i mean i think he kind of little, little pants on c Kind of, yeah. Kind of yeah yeah actually that's a good term for it because Anthe's like all cool <laughs> and like has all these metaphysical powers and things 
which I don't know, like then immediately after this, he puts her in a situation where she can't do anything and she's helpless. Yeah. And all of that. Although she has already manthied out once and <laughs> we know that she can't. And it's like, oh, well, you use these special gold laced something holy watered something something iron manacles blah 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 so i can't do anything i'm like that's cheap shot come on now that's that's cheap yes like it says i'll keep going sorry oh well i just um to be honest what it reminded me of was um that stupid second new track movie where really they like take away Kirk being captain and then they like immediately give it back yeah for literally no reason whatsoever yeah. and that it's is kind of a really... pointless plot point exactly and that's how this feels with Anthe but then again like because I didn't finish the story I don't get the uh, end point no, no, of no. that arc no you're completely right I agree okay I... well I'm right is this... <laughs> I mean was that enough of a synopsis panda yeah think so i think that that gives okay we didn't get to um what ishan is doing this entire time we just got as far as her um throwing the knight of pentacles right out the window oh yeah 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 sorry about that yeah and then i think she goes to jury yeah for some reason she knows where jury is and she goes to jury and then they have this like whole big scene with like her using the vision of a rose to make jury remember all of these repressed memories and then jury kisses her after and shiori is like in the next room or something because jury and shiori <laughs> are skronken um oh, yeah fucking yep yeah i'm sorry jury. what was that word that you used <laughs> skronken is this a <laughs> thing like, that people say thing? No. okay this so is this is just a yasha thing that somebody it's a leftover from high school i just think the word itself is funny so okay, I mean, no carry on <laughs> i think it's very evocative actually <laughs> it sure is something i tell you <laughs> anyway so they go into the whole like romantic tension between jury and utena which i do not and never have seen um i'm sorry that's not a thing i could like eh. crack ship sorry. it but i don't really see it in like the yeah. text itself yeah the text so, jury liking everything is outside the text <laughs> i'm sorry i, I, I kind of thought it was like a parallel between um jury liking utena in place of shiori or like oh, Nikki yeah. liking Arthi no, in place of Kozo kind of thing. That's what they is the fact that that um that Utena had uh that Jury had asked Utena for her picture so she could put it in the locket. That's what all of oh. this Jury Utena stuff is based on is like that one moment. Okay. So, I mean, so there is something there for it, but I still don't see it. I'm sorry, it's just not. Isn't like. It's not, I believe Shiori after that like starts having bitch fights with the rest of the female cast. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically like then Jury does this remembery thing to Shiori, and then Shiori just becomes like the mean girl for the rest of the story. <laughs> and 
She just like, and it's really funny because the way it's written, Shiori ends up having all of these good ideas about what to go on, but like whenever it happens, everybody has to stop and tell her it's a good idea. It's all, it's like it's like they're it's like he's trying to find a way to insert Shiori into the story and have her be a useful character in it. It's almost like waving mm. a flag that says, I'm useful. I'm really useful, guys. I'm, I'm useful. Please pay attention to me. It's sort of similar <laughs> to the movie in that way. <laughs> wasn't it like, I believe Dishori Hay was very strong back in that day, wasn't it? Oh, it was. So oh, that's well. kind of why. Yeah. 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 So you can't ignore that. And um, so Shiori being a mean girl is like, the accepted canon back then and the the reading was not at all uh sympathetic to her um yeah we talked about that in the uh, shiori episode yeah this was slightly pre-doc yeah um, I, I can imagine yeah uh this would be probably about two or three years before doc watched it i think and the hate was stronger back then yeah uh so so it's nice of of Harnum to include Shiori in a useful way but it's yes. also I found it very heavy-handed with the I'm useful because literally every time this happens everybody has to stop and turn to her and be like yes you're so helpful wow <laughs> thank you and I, I'm, I'm just sitting there like you guys are literally doing nothing you've done nothing for chapters you spent entire chapters at beaking at each other with Shiori and Nanami bitching to each other about nothing, about how much they hate each other because they're both mean girls, you know. But I'm getting ahead of it. Um, so they they make Shiori, Jury makes Shiori remember. Shiori does not like this one bit. Um, let's see. And then they find Nanami. And Nanami actually, okay. I'm gonna stand for for Harnum's version of Nanami because I think yeah. that's the only character in this whole thing that shows some growth and some change and still calls back to her roots in the story or in the series. Um, Nanami is a literature student. She is actually a student of folklore and mythology. Okay. And yeah. She I'm has struggling become... to see that. I'm sorry, Alice? I was I struggled to see that. Actually, it works. Within the context of the story, it I yeah. think it works. Um basically like the way it was presented or the way I understood it was that uh Nanami is has become a student of folklore and mythology in an attempt to try to understand her fragmentary memories of Otori. And same uh, thing with uh, becoming a fencer. She's also decided that she was going to fence, which I was like sitting there going, no, no, I'm sorry. If Toga is done kendo and then that's what she studied from, then you can't just take that and transpose it directly into fencing and suddenly be a fencing champion because that's kind of what happens. Hmm. But... Well, because she beats Shiori. That's how they know her. Oh, yeah, I'm remembering. Because um, she's she's on a fencing team, and she, she beat Shiori. 
it would make sense if it was a context in which Nanami was no longer like like no longer wanted to associate with Togo, so she would go with the absolute difference to Wasmanship. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it wasn't. Still, but she's still attached yeah. to him. She's yes. still yeah. So Ujina makes Nanami remember once they have some idea that Nanami is not in cahoots with Toga, who they assume to be in cahoots with Akio. Um, and uh, e, uh, then we get... Shiori? Hmm? Oh, Shiori, um, <laughs> I actually thought this was pretty funny, but like, during the car ride, Shiori was like, why don't we just blast Akio for gun? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> that was, that was... There's no way you didn't think that at least. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but like literally nobody in the plot but Chiori does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's again if I'm trying to make Chiori useful and making yeah. the whole plot contrived. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the word I was searching for. It's very contrived how yes. Chiori is made useful to the plot. Um. Okay. And then we get to don't they they go on the the road trip to Otori, and Toga is working for Otori. Oh no, wait. They go to no, yes, no. Okay, sorry. Um, this um, is where stuff actually get... starts happening, and it's about like one chapter before I, I just like slammed dunked the story back into the trash, as far as my mind was concerned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because this is what happened a long time ago when I first tried to read it. I read all the way up to probably literally this exact same point that I stopped reading at and just was like, no, no, I can't do this anymore. Um, partly yeah. because a lot, a lot of the story is talking about doing things and not actually doing things. And the rest of the story is doing things and accomplishing literally zero. Um, never yes. actually getting anywhere with it. So it's kind of like, okay, well, we got Jury's memories back. Now, how does that change things? Oh, it doesn't? Oh. Okay, well, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get Shiori's memories back. How does that change things? Oh, it doesn't? Oh. She's just a bitch, yeah. Oh well, we'll we'll go and get Nanami's <laughs> memories back, and how does that change things? Oh, it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, like that's what's going on. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody's just kind of wandering around, going, "We need to go to Otori. We need to go to Otori. We need to go to Otori." And they just don't for like the longest time. And Shiori and Nanami are like being mean girls at each other a whole shit ton of time. Because, you know, mean girls gonna fight when really, you know, mean girls in reality ally with each other. I'm sorry, oh, really? that's how that works. Keep your enemies closer. <laughs> but also they're stronger and can pick on more people together like mm. like the movie mean girls yeah but um but yeah so they, they spend a lot of time on nanami and shiori being mean girls at each other and jury being like hey utana you want to fuck and in like 
in front and of like, Shiori. Yeah, pretty much right in front of Shiori, like flirting with Utena and all this crap, and then being it's it's literally you know what it's if they they tried to write a version of Jury that would do the hey would you like a good night kiss crickets 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 <laughs> just kidding the toga does. Okay. What? Oh, oh we, haven't, we haven't gone to the, the Togo no, business stage. I'm trying to avoid it because I don't like it. This is why I stopped reading. <laughs> oh, um, Togo's basically like, um, he, he um, recruits students into Otori without really knowing what Otori is or what's going on there. Okay. Yeah. And also, he, he's, he does painting on the side, and you see him paint pictures of Utsuna, except Utsuna in the paintings are like more masculine, he looks like a boy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Could so they something. like make it to the hotel outside of Otori, where Nanami usually stays when she goes to see him, and then like Nanami calls him or something, so he realizes she's in town, and he just like shows up at the hotel that she usually stays at, looking for her, and finds Utna instead, and then the horror happens. <laughs> Sen, you gotta do this. I can't do this. Oh, is it the sex scene? Oh, no, no, they don't. They don't have sex quite yet. They like no. go out and eat first. Yeah, they like they like dance around it for a while, and there's some really not believable romantic tension. I'm gonna read that quote when it becomes time. I will read that quote in proper dramatic form. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm I very I'm... ready for that. Okay, but so. So like, okay. but they go out for dinner, and then yes, he takes her home, like back or not home, back to her hotel, and then nothing happens, which is like exactly what's been going on all along is like people doing things and it literally having no effect on anything. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, Anthe is often in in the middle of a mountain battling phantoms and like you sucking the life force out of Cyanji and like all kinds of cool shit but we don't see that well a little some but not much um and then what happens i like blocked it from my mind uh i think that's when they did a sex was that before? yeah but why because she runs over to his place in the middle of the night, like, upset and crying or something like that. I mean, don't uh, you ever have a sort of random, like... Was it because... Wasn't it because she was worried about Auntie or something? I don't quite remember. Uh, uh, I don't really remember well, if, either. If it, like, wasn't, if it wasn't, like, like made significant, then... He didn't convey it well, and that's on him. Awful, I mean, Harnum. Yeah, yeah. Harnum, it's your yeah. fault. <laughs> Harnum, Sorry. this is all your fault. Like I said, I mean, I I honestly think Alan Harnum's a great person, but I do not like this story. Um. Anyway, so um, she goes to Toga, and he like shows her his etchings, and oh yeah. Then they and then they scrum. Totally not creepy. Totally not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and like, then they, and then they in for a while and 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 let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. 
let, let me clear my throat for this. Because oh boy, here I... we go. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. They moved together, and it was like the movement of wind upon the wave, sea upon the shore. It was white birds circling. It was everything he had ever wanted, everything he had ever needed. She was fire beneath him, ice above him, thunder in his bones, lightning in his sinews. She was his secret heart. She was the axis of the world. She was the world. The world, the world ended and began with her. The wave came on, apocalyptic, annihilating, black as the night, and the foam upon it shone like lightning. It roared like a lion, it howled like a wolf, and he cried out her name again and again and again as the wave crashed down upon him. And she called his own name back to him once, just once, only once. <laughs> Have you done this before? She whispered. He spoke, like a, he spoke like a child, like a man adrift at sea. You and I? She whispered back between kisses and caresses. No, no, we never did. How strange, he replied. I feel as though we've done this so often before. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a very obvious allude to um episode 36. Yes. The duel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, so many uh, words to effectively say not very much. It's so many words <laughs> to effectively say a scronkin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've written some pretty cringy sh um stuff like that, but yeah, wow. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I understand the impulse, but okay. Oh. I don't know if you, I we didn't. I don't know whether you guys looked down here. Um, in this document that we've got open of like conversation topics and like the map of how this is kind of supposed to go, which Sen made because. We don't. The rest of us don't ever plan like this because, well, nope. fuck it. Nope. <laughs> but Sen was awfully organized for this, and and I thank, thank him you. for it because it it gives me something to, uh, something to to kind of steer back to rather than just getting lost in my own little, whatevers. Because we will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, Sen actually quotes what I said. To him like what six months ago or something a year ago when you read this yes yes Be because hiding sex behind a metaphor is the work of someone who is ashamed of it and ashamed of writing it that's definitely the feeling that i got from yes. what you read for us yeah it is very like, carefully dancing around mentioning anything specific about sexual actions other than kisses and caresses i think is the most explicit yeah. that we get in that way uh-huh yep. yeah so um so that's that's uh i read i think one chapter after that and got to tokiko being uh the black rose lady or something the, the leather pants as well tokiko yeah yeah. yeah. She's all, I can someone sort out of nowhere and shit. I made it as far as Toga's reappearance because Utina leaves him after that and is like, uh, okay, well, he gets his memories back because they skronk and, uh, yeah, because like, pre memory Toga is very Prince Toga. Yeah. 
and yeah. he immediately becomes not Prince Toga. And I do not like the way that that's written or represented because it's just not it's it's somebody trying to write Toga who doesn't really get him. So okay, um, I didn't get him either. So no, yeah. nobody gets him. No, that's no, why no. I don't read this shit. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> Like, he gets mutilated in, like, almost every fic, but, like, mine and Janae's, I swear to God. But, mm. but, um, so, she leaves because he turns back into Toga Toga, at least as far as Harnam's concerned. This is Toga <laughs> as he really is, um, which is a dickhead, of course. I mean, <laughs> is he wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's a different kind. Very Sorry? different kind of dickhead. Um, I couldn't get into it without actually going back to the chapter and and going line by line on this as to why it's a bad representation. And I won't do that. I'm not going to do that to you because you don't care. <laughs> actually, <laughs> what? there's some things I actually quite like about... Well, not quite like, but there's some things I can, like, I can understand and I can sympathize with his rendition of Toga. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's very much actually. Um, I'll give him pro props again here for being more progressive. He does not let Toga become the prince, which is what a lot of other writers would have done: is make Toga turn into and and like learn better or something. At least as far as I read, Toga does not become a princely image. He is still an asshole, which is nice. And they, that's that's really they don't nice. Need to him. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, I I believe um Togo and Utsuna they have like this talk about, oh you had sex with Akio too didn't you Utsuna, and then Utsuna was like, but I thought it was horrible blah 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 and Togo was like oh actually I enjoyed it, which yeah. is like oh yeah I can I can get that I can get that yeah. 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 Oh, there's and like then... a scene in the end. Okay, going. What? Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say, and then and then Toga's like, now just sit back, little woman, and let me take care of everything for you. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what I he does. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he basically is like like, okay, you've got the vagina. That means you get to sit in the back seat, and I get to drive. So. <laughs> um. So Utina does not like that, and she she punches him out and leaves. Which I'm oh. sure is emotionally satisfying for people to hear, but is not. Eh. Yeah. 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 Like, it doesn't seem like either of their characters. For one, Toga's never going to put himself in a situation where he can get punched, really. Yeah. 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 He has a lot more dignity to him. Yeah. Yes. So, but like, as as ironic as that sounds. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sen, I'm talking over you there. Go ahead. No, I, I, that was all I was going to say, basically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, okay, where were we? We were at um, Utsuna leaving Toga, and then Tokiko showing up at some point. Leather pants, Tokiko? Yeah, totally leather pants, yeah. Tokiko, because she's like, Amazingly powerful, and the duelists have become a cult. And Nanami goes and investigating. They, they meet Miki. They meet Miki, who is working for Akio. Um, yeah. 
Who also, he me? fucking his sister, and it's not even like ah! subtle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think they did it to an Akamage. It's yeah, it's I don't know. I I have some things to say about the way the characters are handled, but I'll save them for like the the sum up at the end of this. Um, yeah, it's it's not. It's not like there's an attempt to hide it, but it's a very, very, very transparent attempt. And you kind of know exactly what's going on from the moment Miki's sister shows up because even though her name is never said, like, no, just sorry, just no. Actually, by this point, you've probably known that Miki's fucking his sister for several chapters. Um <laughs> Because it, it there's like little inserts with other characters and things like that, um, <clears throat> but uh, there's that whole cult thing, the yes. that somehow this is the part where I stop understanding because I did not get these threads tied off, um, because obviously I just like noped out. Um, <laughs> But Tokiko is some kind of like like part of a triad of power or something. I don't really get it. Like she's like she's like on the same level as Akio is the impression that yeah. I was getting. Yeah. Yeah. Akio like visibly expressed fear. Yeah. Because of Tokiko. It was like, oh okay. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, I know. a thing that would probably never ever happen. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, people have played with the the kind of things. Actually, there was one pretty one pretty clever fic written about Wakaba being an unexpressed power on the same level as Akio and all of this kind of shit. Um, That's weird, and yet I also yeah like it, but maybe yeah. not for yeah. the right reasons. She's a uh, very it... Matchbox character. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I can't buy it with Tokiko. I really can't. Um, she's it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with her character whatsoever. Um, but she has an encounter with Utena, and Utena dreams of Juri, Chiori, and Nanami as also princes on horses of their respective colors. I like that. And um, there's a fan art drawing of it. If you want to see it, Ooh, I would it's love that, to. It's it's not that great. Like it's not like high art or anything, but it's fine. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Um. Then what happens after that? All I remember from there is Nanami talking to Tsuabuki in his jail cell or whatever because he murdered that other student. Oh, yeah, um, it's been so long oh. since we talked about the fact that Tsuabuki is a murderer that I forgot about it. <laughs> I know, right? Wait. Hold on, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned like, um, it very briefly at the beginning. Yes. Well, yeah, because so it's really not important. I totally forgot that Mansur Raccoon, like, killed some dude. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's totally unimportant. That's the trigger. I'm just saying, Even it's totally the unimportant. <laughs> so, um, basically, Suribuki, like, accidentally murdered, like, one of the student council. Like, he's in the student council with, uh, like, a bunch of other random OCs. And he accidentally kills another student council during a yeah. duel. Yeah. And then all plumps down. 
Now he's in like detention. Oh yeah, and I think um Tokiko comes after uh, after Nanami visits Suibuki too. She's about to kill Suibuki, but she doesn't, and then like, that's just like another pointless plot point. I, I don't think I got <laughs> that far. I think I don't oh, I think did. I reached that far. I think that's past where I, because I got to. I think it was like the middle of a chapter. Even I got to Toga and Nanami in the car driving somewhere, and then I just noped. I was done. Nope. Yeah. Oh, and just for context, um, the OC that the Suibuki killed was like um Tokiko's nephew. Okay. And I think the OC has like a twin sister. Yeah. And they have like, and then the twin. So basically, what happened was Suibuki. Do you remember Mari from Suibuki's episode? Yeah. Yes. The, the girl, the girl. So Mari is also in the student council. And Mari's, Mari's, Mari's um, has a relationship with the OC. We call them the twins. I, I, don't, I don't actually remember the names at all. Do you, does anyone remember? Uh, uh, Akami? Yeah, Akami and the other one. Uh, yeah, I don't, remember, I don't remember the other one. He wasn't important anyway. Who, who fucking cares? Yeah. Well, let's call him Akami's brother, okay. So Akami, Akami's brother, uh, Surubuki and Mari are in the student council. Uh, Surubuki accidentally kills Akami's brother during a duel because he suspects that Akami's brother is abusing Mari because Mari is always having these bruises. But it turns out that Akami and um, Mari are having like hidden lesbian sex. Like, and, like <laughs> a twist. <laughs> they strong <laughs> like, him. <laughs> like, but they're having like really violent sex. It's, uh, yeah, and it's. Yeah. I don't remember whether it's actually abusive or not. I think it is. Yeah, it's definitely abusive, yeah. Okay. Because Mari's doing it out of, like, a. I think Kozo explains and Mari's doing it out of a sense of wanting to feel important because Akami, she feels like Akami is like a jury. Okay. Like, better than her. So okay. it's like, if I. Yeah. Kozo explains this? Why, why would she care? Yeah. Oh, because they're just talking and shit. No, 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 no not Kozo and Mikage. They're like talking to each oh. other because they're, well, they're the watching them having lesbians. <laughs> because they're just talking to each other, basically. No, 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 not Mikage. Oh my god, I have it all wrong. So Akio and Kozo are talking, and they're like uh -huh. watching, watching Akami and Mari have lesbian sex, like from a window pane or something. Why the fuck would? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad I stopped Cause reading. Because like... <laughs> I think Hanuma was like too lazy to um, actually have the motives be explained by the characters or like conveyed so they just have other characters explain it for them i don't know why mm -hmm. yeah like the, mm -hmm. the ocs are like poorly handled they're like they're there <laughs> but we because the reader doesn't care about the ocs from the get-go they don't care mm -hmm. but like he tries to like tries to push them in mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's yeah yeah like the, it's just very awkwardly like oh Oh, you should care about me because of so and so, but <laughs> but we don't no. because yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like they're super edgy OCs too, so it's just like okay, okay, we get it, we get it. Yeah, the OCs are. I mean, you even make note of that in your notes. Okay, like, here's another another pop up video moment. The the soundtrack to most Utena fanfic was Evanescence. That was 
the soundtrack when Fallen came out. I can't remember whether it came out at this point, but this should give you an idea of where the edginess level of the fandom was at, is that Evanescence, when Fallen came out, was the soundtrack for Utena writing, and such that people would make multiple song fix of it, reference the fact that they were all writing, listening to the same songs, blah, 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 endlessly. Anyway, that's that's where that was at. I just had a, like, character are. from The Office staring into the camera moment. <laughs> Wake me up. Wake me I, up. I, <laughs> hey, no, I, like, I liked what I saw. Um, I think I saw something on Tumblr where... Um, it was like a game where you like replace all instances of me with the name Greg. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wake Greg what? up inside. Wake Greg up. Wake Greg up inside. Yeah. Save Greg. So yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's that's a lot. Anyway. I don't know how this story turned out. I just got to Toga and Nanami in the car together and they were like sniping at each other or something like that. And it was just so not him that I was like, nah, I'm done. Sin, tell us how I, it ends. Yeah, tell us how it ends because I don't know. Tell us the promised oh. end. Didn't, because it's still incomplete, right? Oh, okay. So oh, yeah, that's right. I can, I can only tell you what, what he has so far written. Mm -hmm. So basically... Akio's, I think Akio and like this, like there's this group of like knights on horses, um, following Akio and they're, they're chasing after Togo and Nanami because right now Togo and Nanami and all the other duelists are like in this metaphorical hellhole. Of some oh, sort. I think I got to the beginning of that because Utsuna yeah. found the yeah that was what made me nope out. Wasn't Toga. I had this thing feeling in the back of my mind, like, yeah, a lot of it was Toga, but as soon as there was a literal, like, hunchback of Notre Dame who lived in Otori, who uh, is named Jacques, and Utina knew him, and he was in the series, but nobody ever saw him because it, the memories were all erased, even the readers kind of thing. And I was just like, nah. -uh. Is this the I'm titular Jacquemart? Yeah, then, seriously. <laughs> Bonnie just popped out of the kitchen of like she's getting a snack during her nap here and, and she just like popped out of the kitchen like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Vana. Oh really? You were making jokes yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, me and me and Allie spun <laughs> off into a whole, you know, Frollo and Hunchback of a yeah, yes, we did. <laughs> I find this wholly unsurprising. Mostly because I know that Geo thirsts for Frollo. Back to them. So that was what ending. made me know about. That was what made me oh. leave the story entirely. Was I was like, I saw this hunchback person. I don't even know if they were actually a hunchback, but that's the function. Oh yeah, that serve. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got to that part, and I was, I was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm not reading. They were going for kind of a meta narrative thing, weren't they? Like a um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll get back like to that, it. but basically, um, Akio and his and his um, 
army of knights are chasing after Togo and Nanami. And Togo's like holding Nanami's hand. I'm like, and I, 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 I like this part of Togo because because to, I can see it even though I, I don't, I know that you don't. Togo's like, um, he's gripping Nanami's hand not because he cares about Nanami, but because if he doesn't grip Nanami's hand, he knows he'll just leave her, he'll just leave her to die. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to be that person. Cause that's fair. I think yeah, like I yeah. can see that. I can see that. And like they're all running together, and like mm-hmm. at, at the end, um, Akio and his knights have got Toka and Nami cornered, and then Hana makes a point to describe Nami as like standing on her own. She's mm-hmm. just like, and Toka notices this, and then and then we just leave that that cliffhanger basically. Dun dun dun. When would when did the last installment of this come out? Two thousand three, I think. Okay. Yep, yeah, so, so this it's, is it's fairly old. Yeah, I'm very sure he he's improved by then, Hanan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like we're kind of I hope we're not being unfair to him, honestly. Um, I don't think so exactly because, for one. Okay, here's here's my summation of Jacquemart, and like I made it almost all the way to the end, so, um. It's pretentious as fuck. It's, it's pretentious and it's way up its own ass. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the characters are not actually the characters. They are just like, this is somebody who never dug deep into the characters. They just took the surface level motivations and the surface level actions and just transposed them into a story. Nothing in Utina's <coughs> arc suggests anything about her or her motivations. It only suggests anything about actions that someone thinks Utina would take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, does that make sense to you guys? Like, yeah. yes. It's, and yes. that's the entire thing. That's the entire thing. Um, it's not that the characterization is bad. I, this is not a bad story but for one like I'll get a little bit into the writing level of things at the end of this because that also bugs me but but like this is not something that like this is something that looks at and look at why and doesn't look at what triggers her to be a mean girl if she actually even is you know mm. what I mean this is just oh, yeah. this is a mean girl, and so they make <laughs> they make her a mean girl. What? I thought you said mean girl, and I'm expecting you mean to girl know, in this picture. You kept dropping wall bombs. And- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and that's why honestly, um, I think Nanami is the only one that shows any growth or any believability, is because that's the only one that Harnam actually cared about enough to really dig into why she does what she does um mm. and like literally everybody else is just kind of a paper cutout going through the motions of what he thinks they should do and the little bit about writing okay pretentious as fuck all right yeah. i write some pretentious <laughs> shit everybody writes pretentious shit if they write so that's kind of forgivable not forgivable not switching tone when you switch point of views 
what? No. Yep. yep. No. Because this is my. This is your moment. This, this is me. This is me. Okay. Flipping out at this entire story, not switching tone or vocabulary or even like mental tracks or anything like that. When you switch point of views, like all of those point of views being narrated exactly the same, using the same words, the same lines of thought, the same logic lines, you can't do that. I'm sorry. You know, no, it's completely valid. Okay, I mean, well, you can Sam, Sam even had that written in his notes, just same voice. Yeah. 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 That's for Yashes. Yeah. Me, like somebody that read something like like front like uh, Kafka's Metamorphosis or something, and decided that the point of that was a preoccupation with like the physics of how he changes, and not really about <laughs> anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. And then exactly. writes extensively about the process of this change and not anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's you like, I mean, and your big take home is like the metaphysics of it and the how and the whys and the wherefores of it. Yeah. And not really the characters. Yes. Like, yeah. Honestly, that, like, I, we got into that pretty extensively in the beginning, that, that kind uh, of, and how that logic was prevalent. Where come from? That logic, that yeah. was the logic that was prevalent. You remember. Curative She's like pretending that. to shove it up her ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Vana. Thirteen inches long. <laughs> Did you hear that? Good gravy. Oh god. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, so um that's that's my my take home from this whole thing is I don't like it. Um I can respect I like the work that, that went into it. I think Alan Harnum is probably a really cool guy just from looking at what he wrote at the time that he wrote it. He's probably, he was very progressive for what was going on at the time. And I mean, aside from a little bit of pretentiousness, which we all lean to if we're, you know, somebody who wants to write that, that to me is forgivable, but the paper cutout characters, the, the story itself, no. It's not. It's not good. From what I, I can like tell, it. it seems like there are some good ideas here, but it's just not yes. like realized in a way that is particularly great. It's not sensitive. It's not <laughs> sensitive to what what motivates the characters or what makes them do the things that they do. It's it's really tone deaf when it comes to both like switching points of view and and just in general understanding what the characters are and why they do the things they do like mm. like it's not it it uses the kind of circular logic that Utena is a prince because Utena is a prince you know what i mean yeah and it's yes. it's never it never goes beyond that it's like all that all of them are circular logic that way except for nanami who like i said is the only one who shows some growth um but it's literally like well jury is a lesbian therefore jury is a lesbian and it never goes any further than that shiori is a mean girl because shiori is a mean girl yeah like there are parts of this like the just the prose style itself, like I could see this being kind of a central text that influenced a lot of people, and that he, he 
Alan Harnum is writing to a big room and he knows it. You can mm. you can feel it, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's honestly one of the best parts of the probably the best part of it for me is that when he's not doing a sex scene, um, the pro style itself is kind of just enjoyable and purely like you know how you just hear somebody say lines and you just have a simple pleasure from it yeah it's yeah. it's that like it, it's it's a lot of that it's, it's kind of the that's that that was the strength of it. it's also the strength of our well thursday but like you know to be honest i i there are things i like about the pros and there are things i dislike about the pros um yeah like i mean it, it definitely is not a hundred percent like again like for instance with the sex scene like there are points at which the pro style can't conform to the changing like it, it can't when you're when you're writing that kind of like dense elevated style you cannot do that style for every movie you've got yeah. to change and uh, which i have learned the hard way and mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't it, it's it stays in this it stays in this sort of like mode throughout and then when it when you're not in these big set pieces it feels really off yeah it, it feels very that's not how people think inside their heads yeah it, it kind of feels like you're trying to drive a hummer through a door yeah and and, and so in in some places yeah it fits in other places it really doesn't um and of course then there's my pet peeve of repetition which i gained from reading stephen king who will repeat the same phrases over and over and over boy how Um, he sure does yes and harnam got i think he might have caught a little bit of that bug i don't know whether it's from king or what but uh, there's I'm sensitive to it because of King, so it might just be a pet peeve of mine, but that does show up, the the repetition of certain words, phrases, or whatever, especially doing it in a row. Oof. I can't. I can't. I can't with that shit, okay? (laughs) There are a couple of bullet points here that I would like to get to before we conclude uh, this portion of the episode, and those are uh, one... There's one bullet point here that just says Akio Redemption Arc. Uh, yeah, what's that about? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> okay, so I'm, basically, Hanem's trying to. Um, you know how <laughs> during the uh, Manthe, first, the first Manthe part? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, when she's like tortured. And, no, that's the that's second Manthe part. Yeah, the when second she's tortured one. and then she, <laughs> she Manthe's the fuck out of everything. Mm-hmm. And um, we have like a, I think we have a Deus or an Akio, we don't know. We have mm-hmm. a Deus like murdering all the cultists. Yeah. And all that shit. So that's our, that's our first um, look into being into a more sympathetic Akio. And Haram tries to um, drive home this point that part of what Akio is doing, doing is the grief he feels from all the pain Anthe has, has to suffer. So Akio is, is like lashing out. No. Like, he's. No. <laughs> no. He's, he's being. He's no. Being evil I because... said no. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> so like, and then, at like near the end of the um story, Otsuna resolves to not just like help and save Arfi, but she resolves to save Aki as well. 
Oh my god. Oh god, okay. <laughs> okay. <I> said no. <laughs> okay, the other point that I wanted to, to get to, you guys mentioned this earlier, but um, about this being a meta commentary on the nature of fiction and fan fiction. Kinda. Kinda, but he. Like, he. What he does is that he. Okay, I, I have this really good metaphor, so, um. He has, like, a giant golden dildo. But he doesn't do anything with <laughs> <like> it. <that. laughs> So like, <laughs> you got me there, guys. You know what? Fuck it. I take it back. That needs to be. The <laughs> He's got a guy. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's gonna so be like, the entry line. <laughs> basically, what he's doing is um, he has very he has very cool concepts. We said this before. He has very um, he has very good ideas, very interesting concepts and ideas. But he doesn't really do anything with them. He's just he expects that the idea on its own is is able to carry the story, but it. It doesn't. It's very obvious that it doesn't. You know, have, have, did you notice that as well, Yash? I'm sorry? Like, he expects the, um, let's see. He expects the concept of, hmm. Give me a concept. Give me an example. Are we talking, like, okay. Are we talking about, say, um, the cyclical nature of the duels and how Anthe has done this in different places in different times at, at different like that kind of thing that kind of thing yeah and then he doesn't really apply that like he doesn't yeah well I mean he expects it to win only on premise of concept of it alone do you know what yeah. I mean yeah you, you, you can't just so mention like, something you've got to actually do it yeah yeah because he, yeah. he has there's a giant a, golden dollar but he... a lot of okay. talking and not much doing. You were you were yeah. saying sorry. I interrupted you, it's sorry. Just, he has a giant golden dildo, but he's not actually using it. That's what I mean. So it's just yeah. it's giant and it's glowing golden, but it's not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> You've hung around us too long. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but yeah, no, that definitely like I, I definitely see what you're saying there. Like he he does have all of these great ideas, and he just doesn't. There's just there. It, well, it's like I said. There's a lot of talking about doing things, and then there's a lot of doing things, but nothing actually accomplishes anything. Yes, yes, it is. You, you go through about ninety percent of it. I'm gonna say at least of what I read. I was gonna say watched for some reason. At least of what I read. You, I was going through about 90% of it going long suffering sign yeah well mm. and I mean that's that's mm, he pro he's he's probably matured out of that kind of thing like if he's still writing then he's probably matured out of that kind of thing but it is very impressed with its own ideas it's impressed enough that it doesn't use its own ideas for anything yes so, um, so hmm. do you guys want to go back to the um Wakaba and Sionji plot point? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. so, so for people that are you know not cool with us, this would be a time to stop listening, I guess. Yes, trigger warning for okay, uh abuse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned it earlier, but we didn't discuss it, and I guess we're gonna discuss it a little bit. Um, yeah. So if you're listening and you're uncomfortable with 
the topic, feel free to tune out. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I promise. Yeah. But yeah, you All right. feel free to talk about it for sure. Oh. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. So, um, basically, one, one, um, Wakaba and Sanji hook up, which is, no, 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 that, that's not the point. That's not, that wasn't the point of the, um, arc at all. But whatever, they hook up. But two, Sanji is the one being abusive to Wakaba, which is, I think I said this before, but Chelsea I don't think Sanji Freeze. would be the, I don't think Sanji would be the one who's abusive in the, in the situation where they would hook up. Because we go back to like the Black Rose saga. Wakaba is the one providing for Sanji. Wakaba is the one sheltering him. Wakaba is mm-hmm. the one of economic power over Sanji. Yeah. And he's just, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, I don't think he actually quite read the situation as well as you think he did. Well, again, like this is yeah. this is a product of that whole flat read that he has. Sanji is abusive because Sanji is abusive. The end. Yeah. There's no there's no reasoning beyond that. Like the first time that you introduced that idea, Sin, I'll be honest, like I really was taken aback. But one, like I've heard this is the second time you've sort of fleshed out, and I can kind of get where you're coming from. This idea that, like, yes. we we know that, like, I mean, we, we know that Wakaba is a squeaky clean person, like, it's it's textual, and mm-hmm. she does, there is some, there is some in, in her whole, like, when Sioji is staying with her. There, you can kind of tell that there are some seeds of, if this situation continued, Wakaba's behavior would not be on. Mm. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's um basically when she has him under her power, she does everything to kind of keep him there. Yeah, and it's yeah, like I, I'm not sure that she would be that way with someone else necessarily. It's it's so it's like it, it is again like that he brings out the worst in her like mm-hmm. who he is and what he has that attracts her to him is not only bad in of itself but it's sort of like it's it's infectious in the same way that yes. like Toga's duplicity is kind of infectious like yes. without like he he is very good at getting other people to think like him for just long enough to be useful to them. Sioji mm-hmm. is very yes. good at getting other people to be as violent as he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I buy it. But it's yeah, so it, it makes... Hmm? Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's not fun to think about. No. Well, I mean, no. I'm okay thinking about it. Um, mainly because, like, I can keep it at kind of an academic oh. distance. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, more a it's more a mental puzzle, really. Mm. Just trying to figure out how they would fit together and how they would work together. But that's like that's like my brain shit. Um, yeah. For me, like looking at that situation, looking at it as it stands in the story. Um, for one, okay, I will admit that I definitely have a soft spot for a Sionji and Wakaba pairing after the series. But there is a big but. Um, definitely not in a situation, a stereotypical situation, with Sionji being the 
abuser and Wakaba being the poor innocent abused and nothing really other than their character traits to hold them together. Like, I mean, their surface character traits to hold them yes. together. Because, it, again, it's Wakaba likes Sainji because Wakaba likes Sainji. We don't like, get any deeper than that into it's like, it. It's, it's like Wakaba if you just completely forgot what happens when she's in. Yeah. Yes. Because, holy shit, there's no way you could write her that way thinking about the Black Rose art. Did you yeah. not listen to everything she said in that entire episode? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like all um, of that stuff was just kind of glossed right over and completely forgotten. Yes. So... Like, the fuck... Oh, sorry? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. And like the kind of fucked up thing is that we're still within the story of Jackamot, we're still led to sympathize with Sanji even after it's revealed he's abusive to Wakaba. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And, and we're still led to sympathize him, especially when while we're, while, um, we're still following his journeys, he, he expressed all this latent horniness for Anthe. But we're still led to believe, oh, he's, he's still loyal to Wakaba. So it's, I don't know, he, he, he didn't, yeah. There was not a lot of thinking through going on here. Yeah. Um I'm going to I'm going to be a bit of an asshole here and be like wow, absolutely. What a I know, right? I know. Um but I'm really not opposed to sympathizing or having empathy for an abuser. Like that's not it's not my favorite thing. I don't necessarily like it, but as a, as a literary um, device or as a character study or as a psychological study, then I don't really mind being led into sympathizing or empathizing with an abuser. Um, so for me, that's not really a problem, but the problem is yes. how he does it. How he does yes. it basically just completely erases the fact that, like, oh well, he he hurt Wakaba and he slapped Anthe, and but now he's nice, so it's better. It's okay now. Yeah, like he mentions it and then he doesn't really address it later. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's like accountability. It, yeah, the and I'm not saying that I need in my fiction abusers to be punished. I certainly don't. Because Akio does not suffer any punishment, and I still like him. But <laughs> it's it's like really, you're just gonna leave it at that very surface level. Like, oh well, he was an abusive guy, but now he's a nice guy. The end. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same thing, but like Akio doesn't get punished, but there are consequences to what he does eventually. I mean, yeah. Anthe leaves like there something yeah. has changed like you you a character cannot be punished and yet there could be some fundamental consequences of things they've done because like this is how life yeah and it's like yeah. but all of that is just kind of swept right aside to to be like but he's a nice guy now the end make sure he takes his pills and that's it I roll yeah yeah, yeah. didn't really so, do anything with it no. You know, now I yeah. think about it, that's also a little. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm sure this was not intended, but it's kind of gross that like 
it's all chalked up to all he needed was a couple of pills and now he's better. Like, I don't know, something about that just feels wrong to me. Well, he probably needed some intensive therapy. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe like, I mean, you know, anger management is. I don't think you can take pills for anger management. You know what? You actually can't. Um, I'll just come right out here and say that that's also a completely, completely unrealistic interpretation of Sanji's behavior because the problem is not that he gets angry. The problem is that he doesn't know what to do with it when he gets angry. So I mean, even if yes. he's less angry, that does not make him any less of a potential abuser. He would have to yeah. learn how to channel that healthily. Yes. Coping mechanisms. Yes. So, so yeah, I see where you're coming from in saying that's kind of gross because yeah, it kind of is that that is kind of gross with the whole oh, just take a couple of pills and it'll be better. It speaks to a fundamental misunderstanding of how that sort of thing actually works. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm guessing that in 15 years that he has, that Harnum has somewhat grown from that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't doubt that uh, his opinion, at least I would hope that his opinion on the topic is probably more nuanced. Hey, you know, I could at him and ask him. <laughs> or not. We should. Oh God, please don't. Okay, I won't. You can but, slide into his DMs and ask him about it, but... The idea gives me... No, I'm fucking at him right in public. Come on now. Oh, God, Why would no, you want to at him for the podcast? No. I, um, I actually... I was considering the concept no. of, like... Just... No, if you do, please don't tell me. me... Oh, I, well, I was thinking more just, like mentioning that we like once because because this is going to be separate from uh the first part of this recording but i was thinking once we uh when i post this on twitter i thought i might at least mention that like we did talk about his fan fiction yeah extensively just sort of you know <laughs> like get, give well, some like credit to where it's due yeah. yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to link the keep because, like, you, you have to in case people want to read the story. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, like, hmm. I think in the end, um, a lot of my problems with this work are just it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, I think in the end, there's a lot there that is entirely down to the environment. Um, and just immaturity as a writer, um, maybe a bit of a desire to see things more simply than they actually are. I can't really, like, I can't really hold any of this. Like, and again, I want to say it's not a bad story. It's just a story I don't like. I know a lot of people like it. So that to me is is kind of like the the end point of it there is there's a lot that i personally find questionable and that's perfectly valid thank you panda you're welcome <laughs> validation it's okay not to like things yeah no, it's, it's, it, it, everything is do or die 
Shut up, Alice. Do you mean do as in do? <laughs> do the do. No. Don't, 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 don't no. do the do. That's sort of just like distressed. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Mountain Dew is the drink of, of gamer gators now. It's also gross and has way too much sugar. There are only two people. It is the official position of the podcast that we don't like to do now. Have you never had Mountain Dew, Yasha? I haven't had it since I was a child. Okay. I I don't really like that kind of flavor profile. So I and also I don't drink a lot of soda. We would like to apologize officially to the state of West Virginia for trashing their one and only salt drink. Oh, really? They can take it. <laughs> well, no, like, j- jokes aside, actually, yeah. People in West Virginia drink shit literally from the cradle. Uh, I'm somehow unsurprised. No. Just, just no. Why, why am I saying no so often in this one? <laughs> exactly. You've got to learn how to say yes. To no. Do. How about no? <laughs> How about no, actually? That's right. Cowards. <laughs> okay. Do you even have Ken, do you even have Mountain Dew in Australia? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Have you ever had it's it? Pretty much lemonade. It's pretty much lemonade, yeah. Oh yes. They got mountains there. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> pretty sure up. Alice was really proud of that one. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I can hear that. <laughs> okay, so... You know what? I'm done. Do, it's time to say goodbye. Do we have anything else that we want to say before we no. wrap this bad boy up? No, we're done. Mm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> no, it's I liked the atmospheric writing. That was it. Like, okay, yeah. all the imagery wasn't, wasn't bad. Yeah. In the beginning, especially. Okay. All right. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtenaCast. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Alice, where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at Lyrewolf, which is spelled L-Y-R-E-W-U-L. And uh, Yasha, I'm pretty sure we have exhausted everywhere that you can be found. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the list. I'm just gonna say o h t o r i dot n u, and all the other links are on there. Twitter, Tumblr, everything else. And uh, Sen, I don't really know if you uh, use Twitter much, but if people wanted to if you so wish to be found where could people find things that you? if somebody wants to at you for your horrible takes where are they going to be able to at you (laughs) because of all the people Uh. on this show tonight sen is definitely the one with the hot takes (laughs) (laughs) look i'm just trying to camouflage myself myself. (laughs) (laughs) go for it baby sorry I only really frequent the, frequent the server, which is the empty movement server, and um, I'm more of a shadow behind the throne person. Mm. But yep, but you are on Twitter, you... aren't you? Mm, I don't really go on it. Yeah, but I I am on Tumblr. Oh well, my you URL... can plug your Tumblr. Yeah, my URL is 
feminist Archeo. <laughs> You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Feminist.archeo.tumblr.com <laughs> so If you, you want to DM me, you can. Feel free to shame him for the words that just came out of his mouth. <laughs> well, did you notice the server right now is called Big Accio Energy? No, did you guys change it? It was Feminism 101 with Toga you last time I looked. Yeah. Who's no, changing it, got, it? I don't know, but it just keeps changing. It wasn't me this time. I would have left it in Feminism out. for, like, ever. Big Akio energy seems like a Geo move. Yes. Yeah. It probably was. Probably. Alrighty. Alrighty. Um, if you would like to come on the podcast to talk about your favorite fan fiction or anything else that interests you about Revolutionary Girl Utena, you can either hit us up on Twitter or you can email us at imagineandutena at gmail.com. We are a Patreon-supported podcast. You can find the link to that pretty much anywhere that we exist on the internet it's the best way to support the show although it will always be free to download and to listen to and um that's it no we have a tumblr that i keep needing to update but i haven't (laughs) yet i posted about the live stream that we just did but that was about it um (laughs) Yeah, I think that's all of our things. If it if I forgot one, it's because I'm very sleepy and I need to go to bed. So <laughs> All right. Bye. Revolutionize the world, everybody. No sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs>